0: Have you found that raising children can be stressful? (laughs) I don't think I know a mother who doesn't tell me about the day-to-day difficulties of raising children and all of the stress that it comes with. As beautiful as it is to parent, it is also taxing on our emotions and our stress levels. But it doesn't really have to be. And what I try to talk to a lot of women about when I go all around in speaking events is about, you know, mindful parenting and parenting by the Sunnah is less about reacting and more about getting into like what actually is going on with the child And by doing that, you can have a much less stressful parenting experience, and you might actually find your children learning from what you have to say, as opposed to ignoring it and thrashing on the ground in a tantrum. Be it a a two-year-old all the way up to a 10 or 12-year-old, they could be slamming doors and going to their room and telling you what a bad mom you are. I mean, we've all been there at different times, but it's what we do in the next moments that really matter. (laughs) Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. And today's a day where I decided, you know, let's shift up. There's been a moment of time where I haven't gotten to talk to you guys about some parenting, and I want to go back to, um, you know, time and time again, really thinking about our parenting styles and if they're aligned with the sunnah. And you know, the thing about the prophet peace be upon him is he wasn't a reactive person. Um, Things would happen to him all the time. He would get, you know, dealt with really poorly on all levels, right? On the social level, the political level. I mean, even when he's praying, he's had, um, you know, the guts of camels been thrown over his back. And so we need to start thinking about if we are truly modeling um, Islam, Like, what does that look like in our daily life? And part of that is how we parent. And parenting is so important because it doesn't just have to do with us and our Islam. It has to do with our kids and the next generation. And if we don't get it right, we're also modeling it wrong for the next generation to come within our family. And then they're just going to do it just as wrong. So I think it's really important for us to stay Focused, And part of today and my conversation with you today is going to be kind of like a way to shift yourself if you've gotten to this behavior of parenting where you just kind of have gotten a bit stressed out and a bit reactive and you want to be better, but you need something to start like shifting the change from being reactive to having a more responsive and positive experience with your child. And that can happen with three questions that I want to share with you today. This is going to be a fairly quick podcast and I want to dive right in, but I want to just first point out that sometimes our parenting goes on autopilot we have so many other things happening um it could be the stress of work or money or with our spouse or um, you know another relative whatever it is our own personal issues And we sometimes parent on autopilot. What I mean by that is we just kind of react to the kids and we don't really think about what is the point of what we're saying and are the things we're saying beneficial. And we can get emotional. And sometimes, you know, as parents, we can even say some things that could be damaging. But at the end of the day, if we don't actually stop and focus on what we're saying and how we're doing it, nothing will change. So these three, three like little questions are going to be things you could use. You could write on a piece of paper. My suggestion is like put it wherever you can just grab it every time or in your pocket, in your purse, and just, you know, look at it and ask yourself these three questions every time you feel really annoyed and upset by your child, which happens often for many parents, as much as we love those kids, um, this is a normal human reaction. And so we have to just learn how to manage it better. And these are the three things that could help you to do that. All right. So what are the three questions? So I'm going to go through each one very basically, and then I'll give you like three examples. Okay. So the first one, and by the way, this is from a lot of really great work from, um, Daniel Siegel. And, um, I'm going to like Islamicize it like I always do. But at the end of the day, these are really amazing tips that I think we could learn from because they are aligned with the Sunnah and that's why I wanted to bring them out. Okay. Um, The first question you should ask yourself every time your child does something that is obviously what you might perceive as wrong to do, you need to ask the why, because that's really important. And developmentally, depending on what age the child is, this could really vary. So the first thing you need to ask yourself is, why did my child act like that? So in our anger, we might be because they're a spoiled brat or because they're they're just trying to push my buttons. They know what gets to me. They know I'm not paying attention. They're trying to take advantage. That's a very Western way of approaching it. That is not a Sunna style approach. So I just want to really point that out. Some of us have been conditioned to think our kids are like out to get us or they tag team us or they know what they're doing and they're just trying to take it. Like it's just comes from a place of negativity. And a lot of like personal stuff that the child might have never intended. So we're kind of adding and piling on assumptions about what the child is doing. And this is not a positive way to respond to our child. So first of all, let's just recognize that that is not an Islamic uh, way of thinking. That's more of a, of, um, of an un-Islamic way of thinking. And that might be a philosophy that other people use, but it's not something that we want to use and is in line with the synonym. Okay. So, but when we approach instead with curiosity, um, it's better. We're looking deeper into like, no, really, why could he have done that? Now, for example, I did a whole podcast on toddler tantrums. If your child is, un- is under the age of like even five or six, they have a very underdeveloped prefrontal cortex. They literally can't control it. And I know we feel like, oh, the terrible twos we were told about these times or the threes or the fours, they're just brats. No, guys, they literally don't have, they have like a very, very small capacity in their brain to manage their feelings. It's literally not their fault. But we've kind of had this approach where we're like, and it's like, I want you to imagine, I know this, stuff Allah, this sounds horrible, but I mean, to me, this is the only way I can think of that we could think about it in a more physical way. Sometimes it's it, because it's in their head, you can't really like empathize. I want you to think of a person who's in a wheelchair and they cannot walk. And then you start screaming at them to walk. How insensitive and inhumane would that be? Well, you'd be like, duh, like nobody would do that. Well, yeah, we kind of are every day with our children. Because if there are parts of their development that have not yet developed, then how can we expect them to do it and scream at them? for not doing it. It's literally biologically not capable or it's not their fault. So I want us to start thinking of it like that. It'll create a bit more empathy and less anger in that moment. So the first question is, why did my child act that way? The second one is, what lesson do I want to teach in this moment? Now, I know we don't want to teach lessons when we're mad, but guys, these are the moments. Don't wait for those cushiony times when you guys are on the couch cuddling and think you're going to have great lessons with your child. You're going to open the Quran. You're going to read about the prophets. And This is a fantasy. And I don't want to say that these cute little 5 to 20 minute times of our lives aren't meaningful and emotional and times our children will remember. But let me tell you what children remember a ton of times more. It's those moments when there was deep emotion involved and those are the things that scar our children those are the things that have scarred us in our relationship with our parents so I want us to think about the goal of the discipline with the children is not and I don't even like using the word discipline I'm just to say positive parenting is isn't to give a consequence we want to teach a lesson And it could be a lesson of self-control, about sharing, about responsibility. I want you to always think of yourself as a teacher. And that's completely in line with the Sunnah because the Prophet, peace be upon him, said the mother is the first school, the mother is the first teacher, right? So you are a teacher and your teaching doesn't just happen whenever you open up a pen and you have a little whiteboard or you're going to sit down with a book. Teaching is modeling in day to day. And that's so hard because we have so many other things in our mind. And because of that, I wanted to share these three questions that hopefully could snap us out of that autopilot or that super stress, just need my kid to stop doing that right now so I can keep going back to doing something else. Or maybe we're scrolling on our phone and we don't want to deal with the child. I I mean, like, I'm not encouraging that. I'm saying that these are the realities of today's issues with parenting, right? So one, why did my child act that way? And what lesson could I teach them in that moment? And then the last question is, how can I best teach the lesson? So it's not just like, what do I need to teach? It's like, but how could I teach it? Now, not all of us might feel equipped about that. And the more and more I give these podcasts, you'll get more and more information about that. But for now, let's just say, consider the child's age and developmental stage. And I want to suggest something to parents. If you don't already know, you really, really should consider getting to know the developmental stages of children and I'm thinking of actually putting out something like a freebie on that so you guys can use it as a cheat sheet and I think that'd be really helpful because at the end of the day me knowing what my child's capacity is at different stages in their development was life-changing it was eye-opening for example with the toddler thing I didn't know they they couldn't stop it right then at one point in my life when I learned that it changed the way I dealt with my children or maybe when they're at a certain age again when they're older and they're transferring into teens or transitioning there's other biological stuff that really mimics toddler behavior guys it just toddlers thrash their bodies and teenagers are going into teenagehood they use words that cut like knives if you're a mom with a teenager you know that so you know they don't mean it again they're struggling biologically because they're turning into an adult but again there's a better way to respond so we're going to be working on in my parenting series when I do talk about parenting like the better way to respond. And I'll give you examples because I know it's hard if no one's ever taught you. And that's okay too, guys. I want to tell you, your mom might have never done this with you, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't, or your dad, or your aunties. It means this is your child, your responsibility, and we can't use the excuse of no one ever told me. It's our job to seek knowledge, and that's what Islam teaches us. So we're just thinking, how can I most effectively communicate what I want to get across? Sometimes we we respond to misbehaviors just with discipline, like stick you in the corner. Okay, so what has that taught anyone? Well, next time that they're bad, they're going to get stuck in the corner. Okay, okay, but it, did that help them learn how to stop the actual behavior? There has to be like almost like a coaching session, and we don't have time for this. So we're going to learn um, how to do them in a, in a more efficient amount of time, by choosing better words in smaller amount of time. So it'll seem like not a chore for you to do. And I'm gonna be sharing those things with you slowly. But what I wanna just do is quickly elaborate on the questions and how to do them in an example, okay? So why did my child act like this was the first one, right? So let's pretend our child hit us. You know, sometimes kids do that. They just frustrated and they'll hit you. And I mean, like, usually it's a smaller child. Obviously, like a 14-year-old. But, you know, they hit you because they usually want your attention or they weren't getting it. That happens sometimes, a lot of times actually. And so that sounds pretty typical of a four-year-old. So if a four-year-old did that, you'd go, oh, that's typical. So that's totally normal. So I'm not going to react to my child as if that is not typical and they're a horrible child and they need to get it together, which is what I see a lot of parents thinking. Nobody will say that out loud, but they're kind of thinking it in their head, right? So this behavior is not desirable obviously but is it developmentally appropriate absolutely now he's not old enough yet to maybe calm himself down so you might have to teach him you might have to say something like um you know, like he's not going to, like, for example, he's not going to, your child, if it's a boy, right? He's not going to say, mommy, I'm feeling frustrated and you're asking me to keep waiting. And I have a strong, aggressive impulse to hit you right now, but like, he's not going to talk like this. Like mommy, you know, it's really difficult for me right now. You've asked me to wait several times, but actually I'm finding it hard to control myself. Like the child doesn't communicate like that. He's just going to come over and whack you. And that's, that's, but that's the same thing. Like he doesn't know how to express, right? So, um, we have to understand that Um, It can feel personal, but it's not personal, okay? And our child's misbehavior is often a sign of his trust and safety with you. Like, many parents notice that their kids save it all up for them. Like, they're just going to give it all to their parents. At school, they're nice. With the community, they're nice. But actually, with us, they let us have it. But that's actually a a good sign in a way. It kind of means they feel 100% comfortable to be who they really are. But at the same time, I want you to understand in that moment, you're trying to figure out what. It is why they're doing it. And this, I can't give you one blanket answer for this because um, it's going to vary from development to development, to situation to situation. So don't look for like golden answers for those things, guys. This is something you do with practice and experience. But again, the more we talk about it in our parenting series on this podcast eventually I'll make a parenting course that has much more specific information all tied together it's just so heavy I can't give it to you like in a 10-minute podcast or a 15-minute podcast but at the end of the day um, start to use these to snap yourself out of the reaction because we do want a better relationship with our children the next one is what lesson do I want to teach now the lesson is not that misbehavior it's supposed to be related to a consequence. We're always thinking of consequence, consequence. We need to snap out of consequences and think about lessons. And, you know, so right now you want to teach them that hitting isn't okay. And there are lots of appropriate ways to express their big feelings. And so you might model for them some things they could do instead. So we've identified that. We've identified what we want to teach. But now how do we actually teach it? So it might sound like this to them. Honey, I know it's hard to wait. You really want me to play right now, but I'm at the computer just finishing something for work. Is that right? Are you having trouble? Like, you want to ask them. Don't just assume. Ask them. Because a lot of times children know. They'll, they'll just say, yes, yes, that's exactly it. Children struggle to wait, and that's totally normal. And that's not, you know, that's not a bad thing. He might even yell it to you, or she might yell it to you, and that's okay. But you have to say basically to the child that mommy loves you right now. And they might still throw themselves on the floor, guys. And that's actually nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean there's something bad. But I, you have to understand also there's certain times when they're in that emotional state. That's not the time to give them a lecture about how they need to be patient because they're not listening. Okay, so we're going to be talking more and more about very, very specific answers and responses and things. But all I want you to get up today is these three questions just to get your mind thinking and starting to change your pattern with your child. And this one reminds you of the three questions again. Why did my child act this way? And that's where you might have to get some more information on the the child development. And I'm thinking of putting something together very soon for you guys for that. Two, what lesson do I want to teach my child in this moment? And then how am I going to teach that lesson? So like, obviously, if it's hitting, I need to teach in the heading's not appropriate, but how am I going to do that? And you know, there's all these different techniques and things that I'm going to, I'm going to put together for you. But in the meantime, I want you just to get used to, because we, we might be in a autopilot state of parenting so first ask myself am I just reacting my child okay do I want to continue doing that no so how can I act better and by the sunnah, the prophet peace be upon him used to get on his knee eye contact level with children talk to them tell me about your feelings and are we doing that that's that's what I just wanted to get are we on autopilot are we doing that what are we doing instead are we even trying to inquire about what's happening with their child or are we just making a ton of assumptions getting mad and reacting, punishing, time out, and all this stuff with no connectivity, and days and days go by, all right? So today is just about some conscious thinking and having these three. I want you to try to practice these three. DM me on Instagram. Let me know how it goes. Let me know what you're thinking, any other questions you have. I'll talk to you guys in the next one. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.